This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. But there's a huge free throw from Andrew Jones. That should salt it away for Texas. Cade Cunningham, five seconds remaining. He's going to get one more up. It rolls off the rim for the first time ever. Texas wins the Big 12 championship game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Horvat, we were discussing uh, NFL free agency earlier on in the show. We threw out Shaq Barrett's name. Well, now you can scratch him off already, even though it isn't officially NFL free agency. Yep, he's going back to the Bucks. Four years, $72 million, $36 million fully guaranteed. So they slapped the tag on Godwin and they let Barrett go to free agency, but they're still going to get Barrett back on the squad. Joe, honestly, I will not be shocked if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeat as Super Bowl champions, as hard as that is to believe. Just I'm not betting against Tom Brady. And I would. I would. Well, I probably will as well. I'll be playing the Green Bay Packers future now that Aaron Jones is back. But it's are. crazy that, you know, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna be able to pay everybody. It's kind of like what the Chiefs did last season, you know, where they won the Super Bowl and you were like, OK, they're going to lose him. They're going to lose him. And then everybody just redid their deals and they were able to pay everybody. So that's what Tampa Bay is going to be able to do. We'll see if there's any regression. We'll see what Brady looks like. He's going to be another year older. But I'll tell you, man, I'm done betting against Tom Brady. BetQL and Radio.com. I partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use your promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. And BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking. Provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is... BetQL Daily here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Radio.com app. You could watch us by going to the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. We now bring in Eli Herskovich onto the show, our guy. we got to get his thoughts on college hoops. And, you know, we all give Eli a lot of crap for that. But i got to tell you, I don't even just – we're all busy during the week. But just what he's doing right now, like especially over the weekend, he's doing BetQL U shows. He's got the countdown to tip off, and they had a show late last night. Like it has been nonstop. So you've got to give it up to Eli Herskovich's work ethic, even though I'm trying to listen to BetQL U on the home, the way home from baseball practice, kids in the car. And he's like, oh, it's not on the radio. So I can swear, swear, and swear <laughs> some more for absolutely no reason. Thank you for doing that, Eli. Yep. No problem. Always here for you. I, I'm, I'm trying to warn you for years, man. You, you, you're hurting your product. But no, congrats to, uh, to you and everything you're doing. And it's just the start. <laughs> it's just the start of three crazy weeks. So uh, I wanted to start here 
because I feel like it gets overshadowed with the tournament here, but we've got, we've got days and days to break down all of these games and we'll get Eli's best picks right now. So you can get the best of the number, but I don't want to overlook what we just witnessed in the conference tournaments and how much value was available. You had crazy numbers like Oregon state 300 to one. I'm sure most books, you could still find them hundred to one. You were talking about Texas all week before the season started while talking about Alabama, we were bringing up, hey, how about SEC title game? SEC conference tournament, I should say. Uh, you can find Alabama at 33 to 1. Is this a one-off due to all of the COVID issues, or is this something we should spend more time as college basketball betters doing, breaking down these conference tournaments and searching for big numbers throughout the year? It's a good point. I mean, it's all about finding that team that has value. For Oregon State, it was in the middle of Pac-12 player, at the beginning of Pac-12 player, where you had a team that in e you had a really good guard in Ethan Thompson, an experienced team in Oregon State, but a Pac-12 that had an upper echelon team in USC at the time. They get upset on the way in the in the conference tournament. You had an Oregon team that lost to the, the eventual champion in Oregon State, uh, going back to the SEC, Alabama, which is bringing in a point guard in Javon Quinterly, former five-star, a lot of talent coming back, including a probably an NBA player in John Petty. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily going to be a trend, Joe, moving forward, but just to watch teams in terms of what they're returning and what's coming back and in a conference like the SEC or a Pac-12 that could have a quote-unquote down year in terms of the upper echelon teams that are typically at the top. Eli, how much value should I put into the conference tournaments like what I saw this past weekend? Because I'm really high on Illinois, obviously, and I love watching Alabama. Those are my two favorite teams to watch. Uh, also, you know, Texas wins their conference championship. But I feel like we're looking at some of these conference champions and we may overrate some of them. Like, for example, this first round matchup for Georgetown. They're playing great basketball in the conference tournament, but I think they come back down to earth. Are there any conference champs that you're fading? You don't see them making a run in this tournament? I'm with you on Georgetown. I think that matchup against Colorado is really tough. A Colorado team that turns you over a ton. The one mid-major that I look at that, you know, people are saying, okay, are they really going to match up all against a Tony Bennett team in Virginia that slows down the pace? Although this number has come crashing down. It's down from 10 and a half to seven and a half currently at MGM and points bet as well. I look yeah. at the Ohio Bobcats as a team that, can make a run in the dance, can potentially get to a sweet 16 and Virginia has a lot of COVID issues. So I get it. It's a mid-major going up against the, the last national champion in college basketball, but Jason Preston is one of the best players in the country. And he wasn't even supposed to play division one. Ohio can shoot the three, which is a great asset against a pack line defense. They can get to the rim and transition speed Virginia up. So Ryan, it's not necessarily the prototypical conference tournament champion like we just talked about Oregon State they don't match up well against Tennessee so that be a that might be a team that I might be looking to fade especially if that number gets below seven but Ohio is a tournament champion I'm looking to back yeah a lot of people back in Ohio a lot of people backing uh Santa Barbara uh right now give us give us a player two ATS that will not be available later in the week I think it's Drake so I have two bets right now I got Ohio last night at eight and a half down to seven and a half. I would still bet it at seven and a half. That line's probably going to get down to seven or six and a half, especially if, if Virginia, which is not supposed to get to Indianapolis until Friday, which is another concern in itself, considering if, if let, let me, let me cut you off for one quick second. Cause we were talking about this. How do you time this bet? If you do look Ohio, like, like Ohio, is it now or, or should maybe you consider they get Virginia gets there 
and it looks like they're going to have their roster available, could it go back up? It might go up a half a point, but I'm not even concerned about the roster. I, I don't yeah. care if Virginia has a full roster in this game. Just Jason Preston is going to abuse Kia Clark on the offensive end, and Kia Clark is your typical ACC point guard. He helped Virginia win the title from a couple of years ago, but not a great defensive point guard by any means. So I, I'm more concerned about Virginia getting there on Friday, Joe, and having to deal with a court and a shooting backdrop that they've probably never seen. Like we, we've seen it a lot during these Big Ten tournaments and uh, from a from a guy and a pro better that was at the Big Ten tourna- tournament over the weekend. It's a tough shooting backdrop in Indianapolis, especially where the Final Four is going to be played at the Colts Stadium. So I am I am not looking to uh, see if I can get a better number on Ohio. I think this number is going to close around seven or six and a half. But back to the original point, just looking at a bet that I already have that I don't think this number is going to be available come Thursday in terms of a first four game, Drake against Wichita State. Wichita State has 10 games this year that have been decided in terms of wins by two possessions. According to Ken Palm, this is one of the luckiest teams in college basketball. And it's true when you look at scoring margin. Drake has a size advantage in this game. One of the better interior scoring offenses in the country. They're getting their best score down low and rebounder in Hemphill. I think Drake wins this game outright, but I will happily take the two points available right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, absolutely. And the other one I was looking at in the first four is probably the most high profile matchup we're ever going to get in first four history with Michigan State and UCLA. And I almost feel a little bit trapped with this one because I love Michigan State in this matchup. UCLA's lost their last four games. I mean, one of those was only a one point loss to USC, who's playing really good. But I look at the conferences and I look at this Michigan State team who's been really good defensively. What are your thoughts on that one, Eli? Is that a trap? Because I love Michigan State against this UCLA team. Well, the market agrees with you because that lines up to two from around yeah. a pick to, to one and a half. I get it. Like it's your, and I'm not saying you're, you're thinking this way because of this reason, but the market is, I think the public public batters are, it's a public team in Michigan state. Yes. Mm-hmm. They lost to Maryland in the big 10 tournament opener, but you know, they're, they're your prototypical Tom Izzo team in March, right? Of course, Michigan state is going to get right. If UCLA can speed up the tempo a little bit, and they're a pretty good rebounding team in their own right against a a solid offensive rebounding team, but UCLA, even without Chris Smith, a potential pro pro prospect who tore his ACL in the middle middle part of conference play, if UCLA and Tiger Campbell, their point guard, could speed up Michigan State at all and get to the rim, that's where Michigan State has its biggest defensive liability, defending the paint. So getting two points right now, I don't know if I have a play on this game, Ryan, but I lean towards UCLA. I don't like either of these teams, but Michigan State defending in transition is not a pretty sight. So if UCLA can rebound well on the on the defensive end, keep Michigan State off the offensive glass and and get to the basket, I think they cover this line and potentially win outright. Get on the Eli Herskovich soapbox right now. Give me, give me something that pissed you off about what the committee did. It could be, it doesn't have to be in or out. It could be seeding. It could be potential second round matchup. What really bothered you? Oklahoma State. And this isn't even a team that I like to back. I, you know, I, I bet against him in the Big 12 title game 
with Texas. Cash that one. Cash the tournament title feature like you mentioned, Joe. But this is a bad matchup for Oklahoma State. And I'll probably have a bet on Liberty. And I know it's crazy, right? Because a mid-major team like Liberty versus one of the best players in college basketball and a team that people were talking about as a national title contender after they beat Baylor in the semifinal. Now, I think that was over height, but still, I don't want to fade one of the best players in the country, but this is a Liberty team that could slow down the pace. One of the slowest teams in the country in terms of adjusted tempo across college basketball. And they have a really good five, nine point guard in Darius McGee. So if Liberty could play at their pace and they're also, even though they're undersized in this game, a really good defensive rebounding team, kind of similar like uh, to Houston in terms of their size undersized, but they are a great game rebounding team. I think getting three possessions at nine, nine and a half is some pretty good value. And it sucks because I want to see Kate Cunningham go on a run of the dance. Right. I want to see a potential uh, Illinois Oak state um, uh, sweet 16 game, but this is a tough matchup for Oklahoma state. Bardo agrees with you. He, he took Liberty in that first round. Yeah, man, it's it's one of those dogs where, especially against the spread, you're getting three possessions in a game if Liberty controls the tempo, that there's no way uh, Oklahoma State wins by double digits if Liberty is able to defend well and uh, and rebound well and, again, slow down the pace. Eli, which team do you think has the easiest path? I'm not going to say easy because it's been a crazy year with so much uncertainty, but which top seed do you think has the easiest path to the Final Four, and who do you think just got absolutely hosed? It's, it's gonna, it's gotta be Gonzaga. Like we, we look at that. We look at that West region and there are a lot of upsets that can happen. Jesus. It, dude, it's, it's all over the place, man. It's yeah. Ohio, yeah. Santa Barbara, which is, which is down from nine and a half to six and a half. Think about this. We have seen three or two, three point swings in a first round game with Ohio, Virginia and Santa Barbara and Creighton. And both of those teams in Virginia and Creighton, have their off the court issues respectively, but that path for Gonzaga is right there for the taking. Even mm -hmm. if Iowa gets to the elite eight and we could see a pretty fun game. I know that was a blowout earlier in the season, but Garza against Timmy, if Iowa hits their three point shots, because you go back to that non-conference game and Iowa did not shoot well at all. So that could be a fun uh, elite eight game, but I, Gonzaga is walking to the final four to me. Yep. I, I feel like, there are too many people talking about Santa Barbara and Ohio. And I know we always get a second round matchup of two double digit seeds, but it feels like that 12, 13 in the second round is too easy in the West and something's going to go wrong there. I think Ohio is, and again, I bet Ohio. So obviously yeah. I, I think it's Ohio, but I think Ohio is getting to the sweet 16, even if they were to face Creighton. And my issue with that Santa Barbara Creighton matchup, number one, I haven't bet it because you always bring this up, Joe, right? Just because the line has moved just because Santa Barbara is a sharp bet. Doesn't mean it's a sharp bet at six and a half. Right. So it, it's something to keep in mind with, with that, with that matchup for the five versus 12, even though it's your prototypical five, 12 matchup, but uh, similar to Ohio, if Santa Barbara could control the pace in that game, run Creighton out the three point line, like UConn did, it's going to be a tough test, especially if this off the court stuff with McDermott continues to play this Creighton team. We don't know if it did in the Big East tournament, but it seemed to affect them at the end of the regular season. Did you sign up for my survivor pool yet? I have not. I never got the invite. <laughs> never got the I, invite. Uh, it was sent to you. It may have been your Gmail. Oh, yeah. I got to check the Gmail. I'll look at that. I'll look at that. How much How much we do in 100? 50. All right. I'll, I'll partake. I'm in. I'm we, in. We already got over 50 people in. People are going nuts for it. It's Monday morning.
All right, I doubt. I doubt. I guess if anybody wants to join it, I bet you daily uh, sign up whenever Joe sends you the email, which I didn't get yet. You did get it. You just didn't see it yet. Thank Check you, Eli. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, that's Eli Hershkovich. He's going to be here all week. I believe I'm co-hosting with him on Friday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Best bets are next. I know you've been doing your college research. Well, we'll help you out in the NBA. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.